What up, everybody? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn dude. Where we have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. <laughs> um, no, welcome, everybody. I'm your host, California Cal, and uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. This is episode 25 of the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. And uh, man, today we're going to be talking about idols and heroes and like shit like that like not in some boring ass way like oh my hero is uh, (laughs) but i mean like some cool shit and i realized um man this is so there's a few things going on so currently i'm i've been starting teaching some kids again and it's been absolutely incredible dude damn dude because like i forgot how good i am at it like you know what i'm saying like if there's anything that i'm a master at is teaching babies and when it comes to teaching these kids like i'm really really with the shit and i'm like dude i forgot how fun this is i forgot how good i am at this and i'm just like wow this is such a blessing to be able to work with kids in the water like to any degree whether i'm getting paid or not or whatever like a lot of things it's like it's um i already got paid a long time ago through gift certificates or something and then now it's like they're cashing in from you know so it's not any active money or like current work but like i don't know well there's some but anyway my whole point is like dude i fucking forgot how sick this is and this is like super duper what i'm meant to do man i'm like breathing all fat guy breathing today (laughs) i think i ate and drank too much and yeah and uh anyway um so dude i'm like fuck i forgot how fun this is and the reason i I keep emphasizing that so much is because i've had all my attention into my podcast and i realize when i'm not working with the kids and i'm not working in the water like my brain and my uh i don't even know like my work ethic and my overall like fulfillment of life and happiness and true inner joy is heightened when i'm working with kids and it's lessened when i'm not now not like all working with kids is like a crutch but it's like it's just an enhancement you know it's really like such a cool thing to my life because i get to teach them like life-saving skills you know excuse me and it's fun as fuck too you know and it's like it gives the parents something oh excuse me it gives their parents something to be proud of um you know, when your kid's just a, like, baby baby, so I think that's really cool, you know, and especially, like, remembering being, like, remembering what it's like to be so scared of the water, like, fuck, (laughs) so, you know, it's crazy, so I've been relating to my whole swim business like it's not fun, I realized that, damn, dude, because, and and I mean, just lately, and over this last year really like with the whole shutdowns and all that stuff that really was like well fuck now i just like can't you know it's like i can't really do this there's a couple people who wanted some lessons still and whatever but at a certain point i'm like okay legally i i you know like i can't go cross those lines with you know it's just not smart to do being in business so you know i did what i could do and whatever but um my point is is that 
I'm like, dude, I was relating to it as not fun because my podcast was all new and shiny and, uh, and it's growing fast. And, you know, and it's like when it was like that for me before with teaching swim or with, uh, my company, you know, fins to swim. And it was like, I could, that was new and shiny, you know? And I was like, really like all oh, the numbers, the numbers, this and that, and, you know, I was just all about it. And like, now I'm kind of like, yeah, numbers are exciting, but it's just not the same thing, you know? And then, so I feel like I kind of lost a little love for it or just like, I don't know. It's like, we were at different stages in our lives. <laughs> um, that's, that's what I felt like it was like, you know? And, and if, if I think about it, I was supposed to be living in Nicaragua, actually, like, I guess I would have, like, just been moving back, or just moved back, actually, uh, so, that's a trip, um, if you listen back to, I want to say the first episode, I talked about that, um, moving to Nicaragua, like, that shit, yeah, we were trying to do that, and it just didn't work out, and then I was splitting up with my ex, and the whole thing, so, anyway, uh, I started relating to my whole swim business as like, this isn't as fun. And I don't know if this is what I love to do anymore. And da, da, da. and I realized it's just the scheduling and the responding to like texts and emails and calls, even though the people that I'm like re- replying to are cool people and come from trusted and come from, and are, you know, they're referred from cool people and trusted people. Um, and I love talking to them when I talk to them. It's just like ha- knowing I have to. And it like, there's some mental block that I have when it comes to that. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I don't, uh, it's just emails themselves, texts themselves, how, whatever shape it's in. I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't like, you know, it's like, it's just so hard for me. And, um, I do my best, but like, fuck dude, it's, it gets hard. you know. <laughs> so like w- within this whole podcast, even we are on the 25th will be three months into this and today is the 12th something like that. i don't know anyway uh we're almost at three months on the 25th will be three months so yeah it's pretty cool we broke over a thousand downloads and the that number is just creeping higher and higher and higher and you know i want to say it's like i forget at the moment uh it's like oops Oh yeah, 1021. So, and we're at 24 episodes published, so not bad. <clears throat> you know, we're doing good. That's all organic reach um which I'm pretty impressed with cuz that's yeah, man. <laughs> um but it feels good, you know, especially when I when I when I use my host site Buzzsprout, they have like rewards and stuff as you go through and as you reach a certain amount of followers or uh, shows published or whatever, it shows you all the locations and all the, even what types of apps and devices people are listening from, whether it's iPhone or cell phone or tablet or computer or laptop or other, whatever it shows what countries, what cities everybody's listening from. Um, I wish there was somehow a way for me to be able to like directly reply or respond to the people who download you know that'd be cool um yeah maybe that's a thing in the future uh-huh i mean we kind of have access to doing that on instagram but like 
excuse me, as far as just the, uh, I don't know, the host page, I guess. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so the way I look at it is I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm committed to this enough to, or uh, sorry, not enough. I'm committed to this for long and for a minimum of 10 years. So as far as talking on camera, talking on the microphone, having a show, having a podcast, whatever, because uh, I can easily see this evolving from a podcast into something else or something, you know, I don't know. I keep saying I don't know a lot. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> um, no, so like I said, I, I'm, I'm at least committed 10 years to this. And within that 10 year commitment, we're three months in. And I'm like, dude, this is pretty exciting. So as that's going on, it's like such a big, shiny new thing to me that I'm like, you know, put swim business kind of gets put on the back burner. And with the whole Corona shit, like having my own show where I'm by myself talking, whatever, you know, it was just in alignment with that, with being at home and lockdowns and all that shit. So, <clears throat> so I freaking, um, you know, swimming was just like, ah, it just wasn't as cool. But as I hopped in the water, as I freaking start, uh, you know, like just talking to people and whatever and doing my thing, I'm like, holy shit. Damn, dude. Like, I'm fucking good at this and I love to do this. Wow. You know, and I'm just like, dang, I really, 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 really do love this. So <laughs> that's, it's just crazy, dude. Like, I've been teaching swimming for 11 years. This in October will be 11 like whole official years I've been doing it by myself. And it's really cool because um I just it's like dude, okay, so having done 11 years having done nearly 11 years of my own business and my own thing and doing something that's a contribution to the world and that's a contribution to the people and the community and society because it is that I'm like yo I love this and I see this podcast as the same thing um where it's like it's a community it's a communal access to hmm it's it's access to a safe place and a safe way of communicating and thinking that's just out in the community that you that we all have access to damn dude that was pretty tight actually (laughs) Um, but you know so that's how i relate to this podcast and um you know it's like dude this is a community thing like yeah it's for my kids and myself first but it has to be and it has to be um you know if i don't do this for myself i could not have the longevity at all to even get to this point Cause like I think like I said before, statistically it's something like most podcasts won't get past eight episodes, and or even I'm sorry, most will get to about eight, but most won't get past ten, and that's crazy, dude, to think about. Like, how are most not getting past ten? But then I also look back, I'm like, okay, that's so easy because there's so many instances where like I felt like shit, and I felt like it's not worth it, and I feel like nobody cares what's the point that i wasted my money you know like it's so easy for that to overcome and because i fucking put in 11 years into working by myself or working for myself i should say 
I know what it's like to like be upside down and have nothing and to just be working for and towards my vision and have nothing substantial show up physically. Damn, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what that's like already. So I'm like, oh, well, that's just kind of how it goes. It's like people aren't going to give you your peas until you fucking, you know, until you really start bubbling and, and other people have heard of you and shit. So it's really interesting because it's like you know there's a there's a lot of people within and i hear this other people say this and i see that it's my experience too is i have far more support from outside people that i don't know and that i've never met than i do that i know personally and i say that in not like people are hating on me or oh why don't you do this or that no not in that way at all but like literally where the statistics come from are from places where i don't know people and it's like i've never met these people before um and you know it's like the statistics don't lie so well those kind of statistics where it's actual numbers <laughs> it's not just like well statistically speaking 50 percent of the world uh doesn't blah, blah blah like i don't really like those kind of statistics so much very rarely will i ever like refer to those kind but um what I mean is just like, it, you know, it's showing the real numbers about it and where it shit actually comes from and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's like it's a trip because it's true and it's like that. And I think when you can understand that the people around you, they're either going to fuck with you super tough or just kind of like, oh, that's cool, you know, or just like, mm. and uh, and those are the most three common things that I encounter there. People are either ultra stoked just kind of like oh that's cool or they just like don't it seems like they don't give a fuck i mean guess you can kind of apply that to anybody but th that's how it seems as where in my experience with like just general people the public when i say, when I say oh what do you do it's like oh i have my sh i have a show whatever whatever i do this like oh what no way and they're acting far more excited than people who are close you know and it's like well i th it's i and what I've equated to is like oftentimes it's not that the people around you are like hating on you or don't believe in you or whatever. It's more just like, well, OK, I've also heard you talk equal amounts of shit and not do anything about it. So cool. Well, let me see, you know, and it's like that's why I, I feel like that's why a lot of people who are close can often be interpreted as like, oh, they don't care. Blah, blah. But it's like, nah, they just really want to see you do it. And it's like, well, of course I got your back. Of course I'm gonna be by your side. You know, it's like it's a, you know, like I don't need to like, oh what? Oh, you can do it. Oh, you know, like like don't rah rah me up. Like yeah, give me some support. But like, I don't know if you if you've ever started a, a business or an idea or something like I'm sure you can relate to that. Like you're you're gonna experience it one way, shape or another, and it's almost always the people who you least expect to be like super extra supportive and also the it's it's almost like people you would expect to be so extra jacked and hyped are just kind of like okay you know or like they're not extra excited about it and i feel like if you're gonna go start your own thing you gotta really let that go you know like we can't really like hold that on to other people like you need to be excited for me and my ideas and whatever because not really they don't it's like well let me see you do it because we've all fucking said we're gonna do something and have never done it we've all fucking claimed this and claimed that we've all had homies or friends or whatever say they're gonna do this or then they never do it and it's like well 
let me see, you know? And then I think that's kind of the difference too, is like when people on the outside, they're just seeing the result of the work as where people who are close are seeing like the gritty grindiness of the work. So it's like people who are close aren't often viewing you and your new idea as glamorous because it's still in the nitty gritty, you know? And then it's not till it's actually glamorous that those people are like, Oh, you know, like, like, wow, good job. You know, you did it. Like now I get it. So I think that when people from the outside who you don't know and you have no attachment or relation to, and they're just fans or your fans of theirs or whatever, um, you just kind of see the glamorousness that that person is going for. Like you see the result of what that person's work was striving for. <clears throat> so, you know, and that's why it's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just interesting. <laughs> um, I was going to say, so like, dude, it's a trip, man. When it comes to supporting it, when it comes to starting a show or starting an idea, we really have to like, be in it for ourselves for reals for reals because if we're not in this for ourselves do you know how easy it is to get discouraged like i keep going and saying these statistics because all the stat i should say (laughs) that sounds way cooler because it's just crazy to think to me because think about this my podcast has hold on oops Oh no, where did I go? Um Okay, so check this out. Excuse me. The Damn Dude Podcast has 1021 downloads with 24 episodes published. That's 1021 episodes with 24 episodes published. That puts the Damn Dude Podcast at the in the top 10% of all podcasts in the world, which there are 2,178,920 globally ranked podcasts. And we are in the top 10% with 20, 24 episodes and, and a thousand and twenty one downloads. Damn dude. Like that's crazy dude to really think about it. Like, 24 is not that many and 1000 is not that many it's a it's a lot to you know it feels like a lot at times in certain perspectives but like overall dude out of that (laughs) out of that many millions out of almost 2.2 million uh podcasts that how does that equal the top 10%? That's crazy to me. So my point is, is that when you just have enough consistency, the shit will work out and you've got to believe in it because even though your numbers don't look good or it's not big or you see fucking, you know, you hear people that you look up to or, you know, that, you know, hitting millions and this and that, it's just like, all right, cool. You know, that's, this is why you need to be happy for them because, you get to learn, you get to celebrate, you get to share that experience, and then you get to learn how to do it yourself, so that's what I'm trying to do, like, when I see my homies hitting the millions in their uh, downloads and this, I'm just like, hell yeah, like, I can't even imagine how that feels, but I'm gonna keep grinding until it, it happens, because it's not gonna not happen, you know, as long as I fucking go 
one through fucking a hundred and I go and I just keep going and going and going, then it's like it has no choice but to do that. Because whether you like me or not, like this, this is for somebody and there's enough people, there's a small enough percentage in the, there, or there's a large enough percentage of people in the world that will fuck with what I'm saying, you know, and that's totally cool. And it, this all comes back to like, well, I'm not doing this for other people. <clears throat> I am in a small degree, but really this is for me and my family first. And I will always tell you that. <clears throat> so because of that, it allows me to be in this for the long run. And I can see, and I say that through experience of starting a business and having it stay for the long run so far, you know, long run being close to coming up on 11 years. So yeah, dude. So that's my commitment to this podcast. And that's why I believe that we're going to make it and it's just going to keep growing. So like I said, if you're going to start a podcast, hit me up, holler at me because I can help you out with this. I took a lot of long cuts to get to like, you know, it's like when you're learning, there's just certain things that like, ah, like imagine learning to drive with no instruction. Like you'll figure it out eventually, right? It's, you know, driving on the freeway, backing in and out of things, pulling in and out, whatever, like all those things. Imagine no instruction ever. And you just had to like figure it out. You know, there's going to be a lot more accidents and mistakes before actually figuring it out and not repeating those mistakes. So it's kind of the same thing with this podcast thing for me. It's like, well, I'm just going to fucking go in and like, I I realized that I basically learned to drive this podcast with no instructions. So if I can go and be like, well, you know what? Here you go. Here's how you do this. I can save you a lot of time hours resources all of that you know it's like i feel like if you can answer a couple questions then you can create your own show and you can do this you know if you can authentically answer them you know um i'm not gonna dive into like here i don't have any course or anything but i'm just saying like if you want some help holler i mean like i'm down to help you know um so like i always i love seeing people come up and like especially put new ideas into the air and just fucking make it real. Like, yo, fucking, I believe this. And I think this could work. And, you know, it's like, the more we can support that, the better. That's creativity. That's fun. That's freedom. That's like, that's people really doing their thing, you know? So, um, yeah, like for real, it's holler. I mean, if, you, if you're trying to start your own show ever, um, it's honestly, it's a lot of fun. It's also a lot of work. Uh, knowing your why is the most important thing for longevity, I think. Um, so dude, like it's crazy. Cause I look at how I got into swimming, teaching swimming and teaching babies and shit. And like, and how I started teaching surfing and, you know, I started teaching surfing because the doctor banned me from surfing after I broke my skull neck and back in eight places. And as soon as I healed up, I bought a surfboard and I went surfing literally every single day for a year. And then I was doing it so much so, and I was just loving what I was doing so intensely that people were like, hey, will you pay me? I'm sorry. They're saying like, hey, I'll pay you to, you know, like, will you teach me? Will you teach me? And then and that turned into like, hey, I'll pay you to teach me. I'll pay you to teach me. I'm like, whoa, like, I got that kind of credibility now? Like, holy shit, I didn't even realize it. But I'm like, yeah. Why? Because I literally went and learned every fucking wrong way to ride a surfboard. 
<laughs> I tend to still practice that sometimes, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, nah, so it's crazy because that leads me to think like, well, I, I got into this love of swimming because, you know, just naturally I love to help people. I wanted to be a firefighter and I love the idea of being able to help save lives. And at the same time, I'm like, yo, like, I see the way that my mom and my dad influenced me and the way that the rest of my family and life occurred and how it all just kind of was like this natural, this whole big buildup of hints and situations occurring in life that all led up to the answer being, yo, you need to teach people in the water. Because for one, it helps me with my skull, with my neck and my back and my whole body. I've broken like 64 bones, maybe more. And being in the water fucking helps, you know, alleviates pain and whatever. So I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. So I really started looking at my influences like, dude, I see my influences are playing the biggest role that I could possibly imagine in my life. And I kind of don't even realize what's going on. So I started picking influences purposefully as soon as i realized this crazy so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break right here and uh we're gonna be right back one second here guys damn dude what is good everybody <laughs> welcome back damn dude the damn dude the damn dude damn dude podcast <laughs> so yeah <laughs> all right so appreciate you guys um so we bike bike like bicycle <laughs> and so we're we're just gonna jump right back in where we left off which was talking about influences and idols and it was like i realized that my whole life led up to all my influences and everything led to me teaching babies to swim in the water I wanted to be a firefighter, broke my skull, neck and back, couldn't do that. I, I'm i in pain when I'm on land often, so being in the water, that helped. Being able to teach, you know, babies save lives, I'm like, cool, perfect. Uh, interestingly enough, I didn't learn to swim till I was like 12 or 13. Um, Damn, dude. So it was crazy because I hella remember what it was like being afraid of the water. And I remember just being on, I remember going on a boat trip one time to the river with like, my dad, the neighbors, and, you know, whoever, some of their homies, and it was, like, 120-something, and we're on the river, and I'm just, like, sweating, and, like, I, uh, everyone's, like, can I jump in the water? I'm just, like, no, like, I'm fine, like, my sweat's keeping me cool, and I was just, like, so hot and dying, but I was just afraid to jump in the water, um, you know, so I was, like, yo, this really gives me a dope insight and a dope window into being able to teach them kids, <laughs> so <laughs> so not only teach your kids but like being able to teach adults too and the way that i and it's interesting because in school i fucking sucked i hella sucked in school like i was pretty much a straight f student like <laughs> majority of the time um so a lot of times what i did in school and if you listen to like my history you know about how when i stopped talking in second grade and all that like I just spent my time observing people, you know, and I'm observing body language and I'm observing all these things. And like, to me, 
that's what made sense was real life was like people moving and interacting with each other. And it's like, how are they doing this? Why are they doing this? I started realizing that people that walk certain ways would get picked on. I started realizing people that dressed or talked or would say certain things would, excuse me, would uh, alienate themselves or get picked on. People who would stand too close to people would get picked on. People who would talk too loud would get picked on. If you stink, you get picked on. If you, you know, it's like certain things would allow you to get picked on quicker than the next guy. And I picked up on all these things when I was younger. So that kind of like rolled itself into when I work with these babies, I'm looking at breath control. I'm looking at breathing and I'm looking at body position. And when I have these things, it's like, boom, boom, inhale, boom, reinforce here, exhale, boom, reinforce here, boom, 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 until you, until it equals the skills for the kid or the adult to be able to overcome their fear or to have these life-saving skills. Excuse me. So I look at it, I'm like, okay, like, I realize that I'm observing that and it's helped me in terms of like not getting beat up and not getting picked on when I got older and all of that, right? So, and it allowed me to like scare people like on an extra level, like people who came across, like there was a streak of people who fucked with me or or were fucking with my friends or whatever. And it was like five kids in a row. Like I made them cry and I never even put my hands on them. And it was just like, I was that intense and I was that angry. And I was that like, I understood so well what it took to like really fucking like put fear into somebody or to shake somebody because I was observing all these body language and phrases and words and little details like shoulder position and and where your arms are at and things like that. Like that's what I was looking at when I was younger. Plus I did a lot of Kung Fu. So like I'm already looking at like body movement a little bit differently, you know? So it's crazy because I realized like, well, damn, like my idols change all the time <clears throat> and my influences. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, like, fuck, who are my idols? You know, so I started looking at it. And I'm like, all right, well, my first idols for sure are my dad and mom, like for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Like, dude, oh, man, it's so crazy. I'm so grateful for them because they both told me in their own ways and also told me pretty much directly like, Dude, like, Calv, like, whatever you love to, like, ah, sorry, let me, let me restart that. Basically saying, like, dude, like, go and do everything that you can do in life. And go discover and experience everything and, and discover what you love. And if you love to do multiple things or a lot of things, then just go, then just do all of them and just do that forever. Damn, dude. So I was like, yo, that's fucking sick, dude. Like, that's gangster as fuck. I used to be upset because I felt like, dude, like, why can't you just give me direction? You know, I'm not being pushed to be a doctor or lawyer or nurse or this or that. Or like, I'm not being pushed to be anything. But then I realized, whoa, this is way doper. I'm just being not even pushed, but I'm just kind of being guided and led to be like, bro, like, do what you love. And, you know, like, holy shit. <clears throat> so, like, it's crazy because both of my parents were like very creative people very good at art very good at drawing music uh stuff like that and and it's crazy because it's like I kind of learned to like I pick different pieces from them and from them and some whatever you know and like I don't know like my mom has this way of like listening and, and understanding and then my dad has this this way of just like 
also listening understanding in a different way though in a very very different way which is very interesting but like in very direct and it's cool so i kind of learned that i learned kind of both of those things i'm like wow this is cool you know and then i look at like i also idolized my grandpa my grandpa um and my uncles growing up too like they were like the next circle of influence for me like immediately at a young age and I just remember, oh man, my uncles are so cool. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Like, no matter what they were doing, whether they're scaring the shit out of me or whatever, like, it was, it was cool, man. They were really fucking cool. And uh, I just look at them like, damn, like, I, I just looked at how much respect they had and how much clout they had back in the day. And like, you know, just really like being a like top of the pack in the 90s type shit. Or like, you know, in the 80s and 90s. And they were just like, as cool as could possibly be it didn't even make sense <laughs> and uh and then i look at my grandpa dude like both of my grandparents like my norwegian grandpa and my chinese grandpa but like uh my chinese grandpa dude he's a g man came to america when he was 13 with hardly any money he didn't even speak english and you know escaped uh china on a boat to escape war and like oh it's crazy dude and came and became a real estate mogul in the united states uh led elvis in the army he fucking he apparently he funded the guy who started carnival cruises first like 10 g's or something like that like just some like crazy shit he just got all these crazy forrest gump type stories where it's just like you did what it like every time i ask him something that like like one of the cousins or uncles or somebody tells me i'm like wait 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 what like i go and ask him and he's like uh oh oh yeah yeah i think oh yeah yeah i remember i did that whoa and i was like what the like you don't remember giving 10 g's to somebody like (laughs) bro like come on um but it's cool because my cousin said this the other day my cousin howie was like damn like i always looked up to him too because it's his uncle technically my grandpa and uh he's just like dude like i always saw him like yo he never actually really has a job like yeah he was a chef and stuff but like he just owns so many properties properties around san diego that like he retired hella early he was young as fuck when he retired and he was just he's just been kicking it off real estate this whole time and like kicking he can go where he wants when he wants however he wants whatever like you know he loves where he lives and he just fucking kicks it for the most part but like like you know like fuck that's fucking sick um so it's crazy like i look at that and then like later on in life like my you know my grandparents my parents my uncles i didn't really kick it with my cousins a lot when i was young not till i got older um but then and then as I started getting older and TV and music and stuff started coming about, uh, for me, for me, one of my first like famous influences, like majorly, majorly, majorly would be for sure. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is without a doubt, like one of the dopest and like, <laughs> damn dude, dude, uh, Nah, Bruce Lee's with the shit, dude. Like, it's just so crazy how, like, with the shit he was. <laughs> um, no, it's crazy. Dude, I used to watch Bruce Lee movies on repeat over and over and over and over and over. 
it was funny because i remember one time like enter the dragon was always my favorite one uh the one with mr han not the other one the other one's good but uh like the one where he goes through the stages or whatever and he fights fucking matombo and uh, all that stuff yeah no i'm talking about the other one um that's the best one dude with mr roper and all of that <laughs> that oh that's one of the best movies ever made dude i would watch i would watch that shit over and over and over and over and over and over and it's funny because my mom would be like oh you just want to watch this for the boobs and i was like leg- i mean like yeah i didn't mind the boobs but like legitimately i forgot about the boobs because the movie was so tight <laughs> damn dude oh shit um Nah, really, though, like, as a kid, I wasn't even, like, all boobs. I was just like, yo, this movie is so sick. Like, to me, it felt like, like, ten different movies inside the same movie. Like, so many different, like, events happened where it was, like, so confrontational or whatever. And then, like, it it just, I don't know. It was just, like, so many different incidents. I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. Like, fuck, if I got in a fight... You know, if, 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 like, the hype about it lasted quite a while, Bruce Lee's sitting there getting in, like, 400 fights in a day, and he's just kind of, like, and then he's ready to go out on a date at the end of the night. Like, what the... <laughs> I remember I got in a fight at the park, and this full fucking sucker punched me, this big-ass SA fool. He was, like, a foot taller than me. And, he, and I just got done working out at the gym with my two homies. This fool fucking turns around full fucking full power swings on me and like as fast as i can react i start ducking he was aiming for like my nose or my jaw or something and as fast as i can react and start ducking from like a literally just a turnaround sucker punch full force he catches me in the forehead and i just and fucking scroll out onto the floor and i'm just like or you know i just sprawled out on the floor i almost got knocked out but as I get up, I start, I shook it off and I'm like, I get up and I'm just picturing fucking Bruce Lee scenes. And I'm just thinking like that warrior mentality kicked in. I'm thinking of all the Kung Fu I did when I was a kid. And I get up and this will fucking crack, crack, uh, socks me on in each side of the head on the temple. Fucking pretty much as hard as he can again, because it's a fully clean shot. And, uh, so this will socks me in the head three solid ass times as hard as he can. And... I didn't knock out, and that's when that fool got scared. Because you know, when you punch somebody as hard as you can, and especially you do it two more times, like, and they don't go, and they're not done for, like, that shit's scary, because you know that, like, they ain't playing around. And for me, like, when I get into a fight, I'm like, I'm going to kill you, is like my mentality. I'm not like, it goes from, this isn't a fucking fight. I mean, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like my life is at stake. It's kind of where I go. And like I enter this calm realm of slow motionness. And it's like I don't get in a lot of fights, but like, and I don't plan to ever get in anymore. But like I just enter this like kind of calm state and everything slows down. And it's trippy because it's like I think back to Bruce Lee. And it's like that would how it occur in some of the movies too. He's like slow down, you know, you got the glow and all that. And then one of my other favorites was uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. And I was watching these movies, like, so many times, dude. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, Noxu Cow, like, just everything, dude. Even Cyborg, Kickboxer, Bloodsport. Oh, my goodness, dude. Even the other, I can't even think of the other Van Damme movies at the moment. But I would watch those. And then, to, I would, and then, uh, 
Oh, I'd always watch Jackie Chan fucking um, movies. Those are good, too. Uh, that was like a different... The old school Jackie Chan movies are completely different than anything that's like 2000 or even like 99, maybe. Any Jackie Chan movie that's like late 90s, like Rumble in the Bronx and all that. Was that late 90s, early 1000s? It was either late 90s, early 1000s. Um, but those movies are newer to present time versus the ones from then and older. Completely different. Because the old ones are like real full-on kung fu movies like... <laughs> excuse me like where he's doing like the animal style fighting and he's like drunken monkey and like it's so sick dude that oh my goodness damn dude you gotta go watch those those are sick like i i'm pretty sure you could just even type on youtube like jackie chan drunken monkey that is fucking sick um dude but i would just watch so many of those videos and just go back and forth all day long and then i remember thinking back it evolved and then it was the ultimate warrior. Damn, dude. Oh, my goodness, dude. The ultimate warrior. There's fucking nothing like him, dude. Like, is he, for those of you that for those of you that don't know, go do some motherfucking homework. Because the ultimate warrior, bro, the intro music. This fool was the most ultimate hype of all hype that hype could be. This fool is just, like, looking back, he was fucking crazy coke the fuck out and who knows what else he was on to but this will he just comes out running those music he's running full speed and he's running shaking his hair he's got fucking fucking colorful crazy ass looking face paint warrior face paint he's got armbands and fucking like crazy ass underwear with eyes on it and then he's got fucking like the warrior mask and then he's got fucking like crazy knee pads and shit and like sick ass boots and he's just swole as fuck and this fool comes out shaking all the ropes he's just shaking his head and he's just like and dude he's it, I'm telling you, it's fucking sick. And if you don't know, uh, oh man, maybe I can I can pull something up for you. <laughs> but if you, like truly, go look at a uh, look up some of the Ultimate Warrior speeches that he would give, um, because it was just the most insane, sickest shit ever like ever dude um listen to oh he's just slamming fools oh chunk slam karate chop off the roads oh <laughs> Oh, he just grabbed that fool by the chode and fucking threw him. Dude, I'm telling you, there's nobody sicker than the Ultimate Warrior. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been wanting to get an Ultimate Warrior tattoo, actually, for like hella long. Rest in peace, the Ultimate Warrior. Um, It was my absolute favorite ever, dude. Like, oh, man. I, that shit gets me so hyped still, dude. I'm just like... This fool just slams the shit out of 
everybody, dude. Like, this one picked up Andre the Giant, picked up Hulk Hogan, fucking... He's one of the only people that, like, fucking legit, like, beat Hulk Hogan's ass. And then when he would get knocked out, this fool would just start fucking... He would be lay there for a while, and then he would just start fucking shaking and shaking. And then, like, as the crowd cheers, he'd just start shaking and shaking and shaking and shaking. He's just like, getting so hype. And he's just fucking flexing and going off and fucking just slamming fools left and right. He's just like running back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And he's just like, where the fuck did this fool just get all his energy from? He was probably laying there like fucking sniffing lines and shit. But like, <laughs> I'll tell you, this is just the craziest shit ever, dude. Like, there is absolutely nothing tighter than that. Um, <laughs> Damn, dude. Bro, I'm telling you. Nah, it's on some other shit. So then, growing up... Oh, so then I'm looking, and then I'm growing up, and then... uh, And then the next person I gotta say that was like... This is kind of a weird way to put it, but this is just the way it was. was like... <clears throat> I remember I used to look up to my little brother so much, and I still do. But, like, I remember he would have, like... He would be smart about stuff that I wasn't smart about. And he would, to him, it was just so natural. I'm like how the fuck like wow like how did you think to say that how'd you know to do that like how did you know to ask that you know and i was I was just like how the like what like where'd you come from like i don't get it you know and um yeah so it's just like always inspiring to me you know that's always one thing is like we can always learn from those younger than us they teach us the best and the coolest lessons like without a doubt um so then growing up i'm looking at it and my influence, like I said, influences always change all the time. Like, who are some of you guys? Is like, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Like, I've got a lot, a lot. And as I'm going through this, I realize there's people I forgot or I left out or like I was hella obsessed with for a while and then just kind of or like forgot or couldn't think of it at the moment. But like, uh, so then I look at it. Um, growing up growing up is kind of changing you know but you can kind of see it's always like these like fighters or like warrior type people you know that was always my shit was like oh yeah like to me at the core of what i thought was cool was like always like warrior type stuff you know like for example when i was a kid we used to like literally dress up as cowboys and indians when we were kids in like kindergarten first grade second grade third grade and you literally put on a fucking paper bag and then you wear this like paper band, paper bag headband with these fucking fake feathers. And then other, you could pick to be a pilgrim or an Indian, but I was always like, I'm gonna be a fucking Indian. I always want to be the Indian because like, I thought they looked cool and they got the warrior fucking setup and all that. And I was like, yo, I can paint my face and this and that. And I was like, I remember when I walked to school in my fucking Indian outfit or costume or whatever, like it wasn't racist back then, by the way, Native American, sorry. But back then they called it Indian um this is just real i'm not even like being a dick like this i didn't make this up <laughs> um so literally it's like oh all right who are you you're gonna dress as a cowboy or indian and they fucking bring corn and all this shit it was i mean looking back it was pretty fucking racist but like it, it was just like some old white people trying you know they were trying <laughs> like what do they know about fucking native american history you know or culture they're just hear it like oh i don't know like my parents were white and their parents were white and i don't we don't fucking know you know it's, it's just like <laughs> um <clears throat> no so that warrior thing is always what kind of like keeps repeating to me and calling to me and 
that that what i is what i think is like the coolest shit ever to my core is like a warrior mindset or like i don't know that demeanor i I just think that's the coolest like thing and uh so i started listening to bone thugs and harmony and to me that they kind of they represented like that they had this like warrior like and like militant like sort of thing but at the same time it was so smooth and i'm just like whoa like this tied all my worlds together where it's like that creativity and that artfulness and that flowy and softness that I learned from like my mom I'm like whoa it's kind of put into this like hardness that would essentially represent like my dad you know and I was like yo this is fucking crazy and then they even got songs that's just like that go in and it's you know and they're talking about they literally should like you know walk like a warrior warrior and they're like dressed up they got face paint on fucking art of war and it's like even when they're standing there thugged out on like creeping on a come up east 99 it's like it's almost like militant like warrior looking and i'm like damn these fools look like modern day warriors you know like that was how i related to them and that was how i related to myself and that was how i always related to my idols was like there's always some sort of like warriorness or some sort of like absolute like beautifulness excuse me and so that was like the first thing i realized i'm like whoa so most specifically crazy bone first it was lazy bone then crazy bone and then even busy too i mean they're all tight but like they're those are my favorite and most specifically crazy bone though like his art what he does is just so beyond rap and what he's done for music that people do not give him the credit for is like off the charts dude like i'm telling you crazy bone does not get the respect the love the credit that he does like for whatever reason that him or bone thugs is left out of all the greatest rappers conversation of all time makes absolutely no sense and i think that's because they did something that was greater than rap damn dude yo so you know what i'm saying you got youngsters listening to bone thugs now like you got youngsters who people who you know are like teenagers now in 2021 and you can put them you can put on some shit that bone made in like 94 95 96 97 and people will be like yo what is this is this like is it new like what is this and it's just like bro like I'm telling you, they're just so far ahead of their time that they're even like so far ahead of the conversation. And I know for, you know, one day, like they're going to get their props and, you know, people can't even fucking front, dude, because that I believe is one of the most revolutionary groups that we've had. But anyway, they influenced me like that, you know, and Crazy Bones fucking delivery, his persona, his fucking just like his warriorness, you know, and he even talks like it is like oh what is that? oh my alarm's going off. Um like I just thought that was the coolest shit ever. So you know what I'm saying? Uh it's just that that warrior shit like really really speaks to me. Um not even like a soldier but a fucking warrior. It's beyond that, you know? So yeah (laughs) um we're gonna take a quick break here we're gonna be right back damn dude what up everybody welcome bike to the damn dude podcast (sighs) 
California Cal. That's me, your host. And, uh, yeah, dude, so like I was saying, Crazy Bone with that fucking warrior shit and that, and this is like how real he was about it. Like, you got some of the hardest rappers in the industry, not industry rappers, but some of the hardest rappers in the industry, who are like, yo, if you listen to some of the stories that they tell about Bone Thugs, they're like, those fools are not fucking punks, they're not, they are real thugs like they are really really with the shit like don't fuck with them for real <laughs> like to me it was like i hella related to that because i was angry i related to gangsters and like that was who i looked up to and then my whole life like in a very innocent way i'm looking up to these people who were fucking warriors you know and also in a very beautiful way too like bruce lee's a warrior in a very poetic sort of way and that's funny i can't like i want to seriously be like oh ultimate warrior too but i mean it was wrestling but it occurred to me like that when i was a little kid so we'll leave that at that (laughs) um so then so then i looked up to just kind of like um then i i kind of didn't have any influences for a while for a good while through my at about hmm like roughly out of high school i stopped looking up to anybody i didn't i just didn't think anybody was cool (laughs) i know it's kind of weird to say but like it's just true i was always like i don't you know i don't know i just want to do my own thing and uh i look at it and uh oh sorry i'm playing with my timer um and i'm looking at i'm like okay there's nobody i'm like looking up to at all so then excuse me i was just like lacking inspiration lacking creativity lacking motivation and i'm just like feeling all fucking just stale in life you know and like and i remember one day i was driving with the homie skins and and uh this is when the this is when Lil Wayne, The Drought 3 mixtape came out. And the song that he did, that he covered from, uh, by uh, CeeLo, CeeLo Green, the song Crazy, the one that Lil Wayne redid, when I first heard that version, it blew my mind. And, like, I look back and sometimes I'm like, man, this song's really not that tight. But then other times I look back and I'm in the right mood and I'm like, holy fuck, this blows my mind again. And it's just like, he when he says in the hook, he's like, I stopped being lazy and I got creative. I'm not the musical talent, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, who sings that song? Oh, yeah, Lil Wayne. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it to him. Um... <laughs> and and so i heard that song and i was like what because i remember i didn't think lil wayne was very tight he was actually one of my least favorite rappers of all time and now he's one of my favorite of all time because if you listen to the droughts and the carters okay and you listen to fucking no ceilings oh my god no ceilings mixtape is absolutely ridiculously stupidly sick i can't even tell you enough dude but um and it's weird because it's a gang of different versions of it so like i had one on actual cd that i thought w- was the best version because 
several of them have different songs swapped out here and there so it's kind of weird but um anyway i heard that and then i started really listening to his music and then first i had heard bef- the first thing that kind of had me like yo it's kind of tight was when i heard a uh, fireman fireman was like the first song where i was kind of like okay yeah you know like that was pretty tight not to say that i didn't like like back that ass up and all those other things but i wouldn't consider those like low wayne songs you know but then from the low wayne album i wasn't really a fan like that first one or two or whatever i can't even remember um but i gave him a try and i just like you know big rims loud time shouting that's what i like like i wasn't a fan of that <clears throat> excuse me but uh you know as soon as uh oh fireman and go dj those two songs as soon as i heard those two, i was like what and then he said uh and then he started and then it was at that same time he was claiming he was the best rapper alive since the best rapper retired which jay-z was claiming he was retired and i personally do not think jay-z is the best rapper anyway that's a whole nother conversation but and no hate on him it's just my you know personal preference um it's all love but uh I remember Lil Wayne said that, and I was like, what? You suck. No way. And that was, like, my little hater mind thinking, you know, because I'm sitting there just judging, 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 and then, like, I really look at it, and I listen, and I'm like, I had to listen to it in private, too, because I know that the the homies were going to clown on me, too, because it's funny music, you know? Uh, But it wasn't. It was cool. And I'm listening to it, I'm like, uh, fuck, I liked a good majority of this CD. Like, damn. And then the mixtapes came, and then the Carters came, and then everything and I was just like, what the fuck? And then all the work around, uh, like, uh, what was I gonna say? oh, like uh, around with all the DJ Khaled songs, like with uh, Jeezy and who else was on those songs? Like Rick Ross and Plies and T-Pain and Akon and all those random ass people. Like it was those songs. They were sick, dude. And even like Birdman, that fool is not a tie rapper, but like... <laughs> even you know those some of those songs with him were kind of cool too and um you know and like big timers they had some good songs i fucking love me some big timers dude um but birdman on his own as a rapper i just i can't do but big timers songs with him in him i yeah i could do that that's just tight <laughs> so then i started listening to what lauren was saying oh sorry before that i so i'm kind of listening i'm like okay this sounds cool you know i, I kind of fuck with this and then time goes by and then uh uh i'm like listening i'm just like damn i'm a fucking fan now (laughs) so the creativity of what was going into it just blew my mind dude like to really catch some of the shit that he's saying is absolutely absurd and like way next 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 level like it sounds stupid if you're just trying to interpret it as a b c d e f g but he's rapping like if this were a race to get to the alphabet he's not it's like he's doing it in a way where going a c you know g m p q you know it was like he's just like if that it wasn't even if he was doing that in a legal way where it wasn't considered cheating like that's what he was doing and i remember i read in this magazine when i was at work one time it was this interview of him in the i don't remember what magazine but one of those rap magazines and where he's just in the moon man outfit and 
and they asked him like why are you why'd you claim you why do you now claim you're the best rapper alive and he's like well because i am and he's like and they're like well why he's like well because i figured out how to say more in the same amount of time than everybody else like what like what do you mean and he's like well i learned that if i remove all connecting words because in other languages they don't have connecting words so they can say more words in one bar one sentence than we can so it's like they're having way more in-depth uh conversations than we are and then it's kind of like whoa what the fuck so if you listen it's like you really did eliminate all these connecting words out of his raps and his flows and it just kind of and he'll say like a word rather than an entire phrase like he's able to change and take something that's a phrase that's a whole phrase and just encapsulate it in one word and add multiple of those chains together to where you've now got some fucking crazy ass lyrics that sound like nonsense but when you dive into it it's like holy shit like one of my favorite ones let me see if i can say this without butchering it he says uh oh man what does he say oh he says okay you're gonna have to follow me on this and i'll go back and explain it <clears throat> he says I pull up with no roof. That's because I walk the dog and pet it. Damn, dude. Did you catch that? I'll say it again. I pull up with no... I pull up with no roof because I walk the dog and pet it. Damn, dude. One more time. I pull up with no roof because I walk the dog and pet it. Damn, dude. You need me to explain it for you? See, maybe if you listen a little bit faster, you ain't got, I ain't got to speed up. For you. I ain't got to slow down for your bitch ass to keep up. <laughs> so what that is, is I pull up with no roof. A dog says roof, roof. But he's talking about, he's like, he's stunting on us. You know, I pull up with no roof as in I have no ceiling on my car. I pull up with no roof. Because I walk the dog and pet it. And when you walk the dog and you pet it, it doesn't bark. So no roof because he walks the dog and pets it. Damn, dude. Crazy, right? That's hella crazy. You cannot tell me that that's not cool. You can hate him as a rapper all you want, but you cannot tell me that that's not pretty fucking creative and genius to some major degree. <laughs> Real shit, dude. Um so then and then i see this fool start skateboarding i'm like yo i fucking love skating and that leads me to one of my other to some of my other next big influences which would be uh which would be i would say a combination of willie santos and rob dyrdek the skateboarders um willie santos from mira mesa from willie's workshop from pq all that shit uh you already know, you know, having your shoes in, in the store Epic in Mira Mesa, in the, in the Mira Mesa Mall there, or not even Mira Mesa Mall, but, like, in the Rite Aid Shopping Center, uh, like, some OG shit, like, buy a free, buy a skateboard, get a free haircut type shit. Damn, dude. <laughs> For real. Um, I, st- I might have, ac- I might actually still have that flyer somewhere, I gotta send that to him if I do, because he's actually somewhat accessible online, which is cool. Um, so him and Rob Deerdick, so, like, I remember one time Willie pulled up on me and my homie when we were skating at uh we were skating at Erickson at the school. We were in the school and we just hopped the fence out of the school and we were skating and we we're kind of running because we think we heard cops. 
And I remember Willie Santos, he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we just got done skating. Like, he's like, oh, you guys want to see my shoe? And we're like, yeah, hell yeah. And they weren't even out yet, but it was his first pro model shoe that he had. And he had, and he had like three different colors of them. And he pulled over and he's like, check it out. And he's showing us some. And we're like, whoa. And I was like, wait, aren't you Willie Santos? He's like, yeah, man. We're like, what? Oh, we're like freaking the fuck out. And, uh. I remember he gave us like flyers and this and that, whatever. And we're just like, yo, you know, shook his hand, gave him that, whatever. And we're just like, yo, that was fucking cool, man. So he's just like a, you know, like a local celebrity and local hero to us. And he was in video games and shit later on and stuff. So it was like, hell yeah. And he's in all the magazines and videos, all of it, you know. Um, if you're from the skate era, you know, you really, really know, you know. Uh, and then I'm looking at Rob Deerdick. And it's funny because I... I was, I didn't even, I wasn't really, a, I had, you know, I like, he wasn't, I, I had heard of him and stuff, but he wasn't huge on my radar as like, oh, he's one of my favorite skaters, but his personality and the fact that he's a skater is kind of what made me be like, yo, this was sick as fuck, and how much he's himself, and like how much, if he's gonna do something, he 100% goes into it and does it, and then it's like, I fucking love and respect that, and it's like, he knows how to play as a kid, and to me, I think that's the most important shit, dude. Like, when we could do that, that's that shit, dude. <laughs> Man. So, but then with Rob Dyrdek, his business mind, holy shit, dude. That guy's a genius, man. Um, Rob Dyrdek is certainly a genius in his own right. Um, if you really listen and you watch and you observe and you see what he does, like, when you look back on his history, that... <sighs> Roderick is a fucking G, dude. Straight G. Um, it's my dream to meet him and work with him. And, you know, I feel like we would just, we would vibe real tight. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then looking up. Uh, and then there was also obviously like all the kids around the neighborhood and shit. But this is kind of like the stuff that was like, I guess my choice kind of, you know, it was like, well, like I'm choosing to look up to these people on my own terms rather than like you just put it in my face and then now I'm like oh I see this now you know like all these things I was wanting to watch on my own terms so uh you know so time goes by and I'm like I'm and then the next person like really really oh then I looked up to a bunch of like motocross racers and stuff for a long time and freestylists they were like who I thought was cool you know um and I don't, I was always like trying to like be a fan of or like somebody or something, but I just never really happened. And it took a long time. So I'm just like, well, nobody really speaks to me on this, you know, in a big way. And then, uh, the next person to really be able to like speak to me that had me like, holy shit, this guy inspires me was Pimp C. Rest in peace, Pimp C. This world we live in, man, it ain't nothing but drama. That's Bumby technically, but, uh, you know, Bun B, Pimp C. I would love to do an interview with Bun B, so shout out, Bun. Um, and like I said, much love, Pimp. Uh, Pimp C, Chad Butler, he was a motherfucker that spoke the truth. And that was one thing that I admired and I loved so much. And you go back and you look at the Pimp Chronicles and you look at his lyrics. And I mean, yeah, he's got a lot of raunchy stuff. But at the same time, if you look at like legitimate, it, like his real words, you know holy fuck dude man damn dude this was on some other shit dude like he was telling the truth like and he was spitting game and spitting facts and he was one of those people that like 
he didn't really care or mind if he hurt your feelings if it meant that he was really telling you the truth about some shit you know what i mean um so to me that helped me that learn to like speak up and want to like fucking talk you know and like wow okay cool <laughs> like holy shit you know my voice does matter and if i do say these things it does make a difference and again as somebody who didn't talk for a long time and somebody whose biggest like bullshit story i have internally is that like my voice doesn't matter and what i have to say doesn't matter <clears throat> and uh yeah it's a trip dude so now i'm fucking talking on the mic like full time almost and well i mean yeah full time i'm doing this on a professional rate and level like and uh you know i'm keeping pace with all the other big dogs and i'm just i literally just set my schedule to match theirs and i'm just like yo i'm just gonna fucking pace you bro like oh damn it some sort of little thingamadoof in the room somehow some kind of bug damn it <laughs> i don't know if it was a moth or mosquito anyway uh yeah i set myself i'm like yo i'm gonna just pace the big dogs so the people who are biggest in the game i'm i'm pacing you guys and i'm on your shoulders i'm on your tail like and um and i'm going neck and neck with you and i'm going fucking toe for toe with you uh i'm really doing this you know like i said i'm set pace with you guys the schedule and we're rocking bro every fucking monday and thursday at noon let's go you'll see all of them including me download into your fucking podcasts or your app or whatever every time we hit this and to me oh my gosh every time i open my apps to listen to a podcast and i'm trying to listen to somebody else's podcast mine new download new download and i'm just like oh shit like this is so sick like i can't believe i'm seeing my face next to david Meltzer. i can't believe i'm seeing my face next to ben baller i can't believe i'm seeing my face next to brad lee like i'm like bro this is fucking sick like this goes hard <laughs> so then like <clears throat> excuse me so then moving forward so pimp c really inspired me and then uh you know, and then people like Jeremy McGrath, like, uh, you know, James Bubba Stewart, they were always inspiring me, Ricky Carmichael, um, you know, bikers, skaters, you know, Dave Mira, uh, rest in peace, you know, Matt Hoffman, for sure, um, you know, and of course, old school guys, Bob Harrow and uh, Gary Turner, you know, and anyway, um, so yeah, they were, you know, stuff like that was always influenced, but then moving ahead as I grew older, my newest influences that I just keep in my ear all the time is David Meltzer, Brad Lee, and Ben Baller. Damn, dude. Shout out Ben Baller. That's his voice, actually. <laughs> and uh, I, I keep messaging Brad Lee like I'm on your tail. And, uh, and, I, and I'm, you know, trying to stay in touch with his team so they know who I am. So we can get him on episode 100, 100, 100, 100. <laughs> um, Bradley's the fucking man. I think uh, him and I would be cool for cool ass friends if uh, we got the chance to really chop it up. So uh, he's the real Bradley because he keeps it real. And like I said, as far as real ass shows, I'm on your tail, Brad. I'm on your tail. 
coming for you. <laughs> oh, I'm just fucking around. But, um, no, really. And then Ben Baller, he keeps it real as fuck. He talks his shit. And uh, I got a feeling I'm going to link with him one day. I don't know why or when or how. I just got a feeling it'll happen. I want him to hear about me. Um, I don't want to go bug him. I don't want to go do none of that shit if I don't have anything of value to offer him or to bring forth, you know? Um, and that's my same thing with David Meltzer and Bradley. I'm kind of jumping on Bradley's tail for this because he claimed he will do hundredth episodes for people. So I'm like, that's just been a bucket list thing for me. As soon as I heard him say that before I even had a podcast, I'm like, I want to do somehow, you know, I don't know what it is. Well, I sounded like the movie guy. Oh, somehow in 19 (laughs) in a land far, far away. Anyway, oh, and shout out to him. He's, I think he's the blind surfer. That guy's cool as fuck. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, yeah, he's blind and he does the movie, the voices and he fucking surfs and sh- fucking shreds and he does all this cool shit. That guy's dope. I would love to link up with him too. Anyway, uh, and then David Meltzer too. I'm kind of, I like, I've met him a few times and I feel like I've heard people ask him so many different questions that I'm waiting for the right questions to come to me that I can ask him to where it makes it his best interview he's ever done. And that's my idea. That's my deal for everybody I interview. But these people are highly seasoned interviewed, you know, people who do interviews and have been interviewed. Uh, so David Meltzer, he's just so fucking intelligent. So like to the core, like how simply he understands all these crazy complex things is just completely out of control. And he'll send you a he'll send you his book for free, dude. And he's got like best selling books and shit. He's the movie Jerry Maguire was based off of like his work with Lee Steinberg or Steinbrenner. I always forget the name. But um anyway, yeah, he's like he's the man, dude. He's one of the first like non-rapper type people or extreme athletes that I was like, I wanna be like that guy. Um the way that he's successful because he just loves his life and he's just so happy and it's like so genuine and authentic and i you know it's fucking epic um and then you know and bradley like i said he's just one of the realest motherfuckers and the way he keeps it real and his inside is ridiculous oh hell no he's a fucking big flying mofo uh yeah damn it man (laughs) oh i hate bugs dude um Oh, you come here and get whacked with this damn shoe, buddy. Uh, he's on the wall. All right, hold on. Oh, I'm going to go full fucking bounty. Ah! I think I got <laughs> Shit. Damn it, he fell behind the fucking... Oh, man. I whacked it, and he fell behind the uh, sofa. Oh, man, I have to go pick him up in a little bit. That was disgusting. Um, Jeez. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, bugs, I don't do bugs, dude. I love you, little mosquito. Um, I'm sorry. I, this is my space, and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry, bro. This is, yeah, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) oh, wow. This show's pretty interesting, man. Um, so where was I going? 
Uh, oh, so then with Ben Baller, that fool, he's so funny, dude. He just, he talks his shit, and he's such a historical person. Like, the shit that he's done and accomplished and why he's the Forrest Gump of hip-hop is absolutely insane. Insane, dude. Like, he's just on some other shit. But at the same time, the way his come-up and what he does and what he's about is so relatable to me. Like, like growing up with the gang culture, Southern California, um, being into motorcycles, being into rap, all that, you know, and like, and coming from an Asian town and all that, it's like, yo, like, I hella relate to this and feel this, you know? Um and then the way he talked, I don't know, <laughs> for sure, I do not agree with a lot of, not a lot, but some of the stuff he says or is about, but at the same time, I fuck with a lot of the stuff he says and is about. So, uh, he just keeps it fucking real, and I, I love that. Um, that's one thing that I admire and I look up to, is like, people just keep it real as fuck. And that's really one thing I hope that if I inspire anybody or in, anybody's inspired by this, I hope that you really take uh how real this is and it, it really does something for you you know i want it to be like a lasting inspiration for you <clears throat> so yeah man um and then really my really really biggest heroes and idols and inspiration is last and not least my kids my babies nate and royal oh my goodness i love you guys so much dude um they're my heroes man i learned so much from them like if you can learn how to learn from a baby there's so much to learn damn dude that sounded like some dr seuss type of stuff huh Not a happy baby there. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> my baby royal. And my little man rooster tail. Uh, if you caught that, you caught that. And you know what I'm saying? Nate and Royal, I love you guys so much. Um, they're my biggest influences for sure. Um how happy they are, how free they are. I know it's so cliche, my kids are my influence, but that's some real shit, dude. And it's like, it's interesting because I feel like it took a while for that to kick in for me. Like things are kind of, I don't know, but it, it's really true. It's like when I look at all my values, all my everything, if my last and final thoughts is always my kids, um, you know, at the end of everything, or even it, I, I mean, I guess I can put that into any context. I should say the first and the last things that I think about, like if I go spend money, like my kids cross through my head first. If I, if I'm going to go do something crazy, if I'm going to go do a, a wheelie or, you know, go surfing, big surf or go surf or, uh, you know, go do something kind of dangerous or something, then they're also, you know, one of the first and last thoughts. It's like, oh yeah remember them you know like don't be stupid <laughs> so yeah man so who inspires you who should who do you look up to should we interview them um and if there's anybody let me know let us know on apple podcasts uh leave a five-star written review with any questions or comments and we'll read it on the show or not or <laughs> if you don't want me to <laughs> but um you know just give us a holler there and a, re and a review it helps the show a lot um and we really appreciate that, you know, because 
why the fuck not show some love that's what we're trying to do um so on that note remember say three three say three things you're grateful for every morning every night and you will see your life just fucking change for the better so what are you grateful for on that note i love you guys have a beautiful day rooster tail take us out my man Nothing more, I'll push away, and I don't wanna be 